1: WIP FM HD 1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios this is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP oh what's going
0: on bleeding green nation I'd like to thank Nick Saban for dragging that one out. <laughs> thank you very much. It is John Archer, Jay Seltzer, in here. It is BGN Radio on ninety-four WIP. We'll be hanging out until uh, about nine thirty or so tonight. Then our good friend uh, Joe Giglio is going to come in and uh, hang out with you as well. James, what's happening tonight, man? How are you,
2: buddy? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm happy Nick let us have any time <laughs> yeah. at one point. Out for blood I today. thought he might put up 80 and we would not get on, or might, might be able to come on for like 20 minutes and do our picks and, and get out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would say that's what I was expecting, too. But uh, <laughs> speaking of college football, congratulations to all the Temple alum, of course. Yes. The guy sitting right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Mike DeFuri, also, our great producers. At uh, Temple was. Uh, seriously. As well. Oh,
2: geez, everybody. Tom Tom the, 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 Kelly. Tom Kelly he's all,
0: all jacked I, up, too.
2: I have two degrees from Temple, but I graduated the first time in 2005. If you had told 2005 <laughs> James Seltzer that someday I could say conference champions, I would have told you you're crazy. This is awesome. It's really exciting.
0: Uh, still no drama yet in the college football realms here, though. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. 729 We can talk a little bit about that, too. We, you know, we can do a lot of different things here. But mostly, we're going to stick with the Eagles tonight, and uh, it, just real quickly, hoping that Clemson loses, Penn State wins, and they still allow Michigan in for just absolute chaos going through. Mainly because I want to see the Penn State fans all upset, because that's one of my favorite things about college football. And secondly, maybe that can help us get to an eight or ten game playoff. It's eventually going to go there. It's too anyway. logical, John. Yeah, it's I'm, too logical. Like that. Never happened. We're going to do our coin flip here in just a little bit, but first I want to get to our good friend, the probably just been waiting this whole entire time. Waiting, uh, waiting for Nick Saban as well. It's our good friend Lenny in Pittman. Lenny, what's happening, man?
2: How are you, buddy? Hey, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Thanks for calling in. Hey, Lenny, uh, I, I got I Just hang on a second because I got, yeah, hang on. I, 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 will, got I got something for you and I got something for John. Uh, <laughs> uh, our great so. producer, oh, okay. Mr. Play Mike Tafuri. Tafuri, yeah. hit it.
0: And, of course, right. he's been waiting a long time and I don't want to uh, let him wait any longer. Let's get to Lenny in Pittman. Yes! Lenny,
3: what's going on, brother? <laughs> I look at the Packers as a desperate team. There it Rogers is. Rodgers has been there before. There Played it is. 24 to 14 in the pack. Oh, 14 Lenny. points against that defense, Lenny?
0: If they should only score 14 points, uh, I'll come over to your house and
3: cook you dinner. Oh. Hey,
2: you know what that means, buddy. You know what
3: that means. You tell me. Well, I'm going to have to talk. You listen to it.
2: Lenny, how about that? How about that, Len?
3: Uh, I'm speechless, James, but then again, I do know football. I'm not from the Northeast. Hey, John, Yo 11 buddy. and 5 off the table, but dinner will be on the table, right? Oh, you, you, you,
0: Buster, you know, you want to, uh, what are you into? A little, little New York strip? A little uh, roasted of uh, asparagus? Like
3: well, I'll tell you what, me and Seltzer are going to sit there drinking beer. I got the grill uh, fired it. up. I got it cleaned and got some fresh gas. And uh, we can sit there and drink some beer while you're cooking. Lenny,
0: I actually love that idea. Seriously, let's set that up. Yes, I would definitely come to the I house, agree. cook dinner for everybody. We'll set that up for sure.
3: All right. So- well, listen, I- I'm going to give you the score again, since uh, you know. I'm yeah, not, not going to not to toot my <laughs> horn, but toot toot. I'm not going to doubt you this time either. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be 24 to 21, and the skid continues. And I'd like to leave my favorite friend out there from the Northeast with my favorite phrase from my favorite song. (laughs) The world is full of kings and queens who blind your eyes and steal your dreams. It's heaven and hell. Look it up, bud. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: man.
2: Let him bring Bring in in the the fire. fire. (laughs) I love it.
0: (laughs) I mean, like, he he has a right to stop around. Put on the tap dancing shoes and start celebrating. Yeah, and a little he's going to have
2: you cook him dinner. And yeah, me,
0: I'm I
3: love. Down.
2: I'm the winner in this one. Hey, I just listen, get to go, is go drink it too beers. Nice to get
3: a James Seltzer autographed uh, photo.
2: No, <laughs> Never. anything for you, Lenny. It'd be the first time that anyone has ever wanted that, but I'd be happy to do it. <laughs> I'll put
3: it right next to my uh, prediction.
2: <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> We'll frame them.
0: Lenny, we Lenny, we appreciate it, but we'll definitely God hook up and get, get some care. dinner. Thanks, buddy. No, seriously, that's going to happen. I love. That I'm going to go idea. over to the house and cook dinner. We should because it is insane to me. I know we'll touch on it just. little bit but is it it really is insane to me that an offense couldn't put together more than 14 points against a green bay defense like that and we start to think of those things right and you look at this matchup against probably an even worse team and and an actual Bengals team that has definitely checked out has nothing to play for that has lost its best wide receiver that it doesn't have a giovanni bernard that is going through hell and high water just to turn over to, to get a sack defensive line isn't playing very well you have one-dimensional linebackers who can only really stop the run and not cover anybody. Nobody's feeling confident about it at all because it's on the road and it's the Eagles and who knows what's going to happen. So what we're going to do is real quick, so we're going to flip the coin. So yes. if it, here's what's going to happen. If it lands heads, you, either one of us, I'll give you the call. Mm-hmm. You have to tell me that the Eagles season is not over. But if it lands tails, then you will have to tell me that it. It is over. I like that. Go, I like give it that. the easy one. So tails hopefully never fails for you, sir. As we <laughs> go,
2: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> of course, that's what I'm talking about.
0: So convince me that the Eagle season is over.
2: It shouldn't take a lot of work here. Uh, sitting at uh, five and six, this team basically has to win out. I know that people say, oh, they could win four of five and still make the playoffs. Not likely with as many teams are in front of you with as many tiebreakers as you lose. Especially with the fact that I don't understand how anyone could possibly think that this team could be consistent enough to not only win five straight, but to even win four out of five. This season is over, John. We've seen the best from this team. They're rebuilding. It is what it is. It's time to move on and look forward to next season.
0: Let me tell you this, James, since I got to take the other side of the coin here.
2: (laughs) The Eagles season is not
0: over yet. It will be over if they lose to the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, that's but what it I is mean. not over yet. And I have seen, and you have seen, and I'm sure that there are millions of people out there that are older than us that have seen crazy NFL seasons where it just looks like the deck is completely stacked against you. You're up against the wall. This Eagles team is dead. It's been dying. There's nothing fun about it. You don't have Jordan Matthews more than likely going into this game. Nelson Aguilar is coming back in there. We don't it even looks know terrible, that. Your which coach will tell
2: you that Nelson Aguilar is coming back. He's beating around the bush about whether Nelson Aguilar is even going to play this weekend.
0: But maybe the Giants slide.
2: <laughs>
0: maybe Washington doesn't look as good in the second half. Dallas has already got this thing locked up. They're already checked out. Maybe, maybe that December magic that Andy used to place his hands on this fine city. Used to come in here and just get going on a little, quick little four or five game run to give us a little hope. And even if they miss the playoffs, this season is still not over because we have to evaluate what the Eagles have. Will Carson Wentz come out of this awful interception binge that he's been going against, which Against the secondary, it doesn't look like that's the, the one thing that the, the Bengals are really good at. It's intercepting passes. I think they have eleven on the year. I think they're one of their main cornerbacks who is left for dead for a long time. Actually, has three, and we'll get into that in a little bit. I don't think this season is over, even if they are going to win seven games. I like spoilers. I like. Wow. Whatever else is going on that's through a, here. That's a weak take, John.
2: The, hey, I'm that's, trying my hardest. That is a weak take. I am take. trying my hardest. The best you can do for the season <laughs> is not over is we could still play spoiler.
0: All right, real quick, Mr. Tafiri, name us a winner. Who won? Is, is the Eagle season over or is it not over? Man, you're going to put me on the spot <laughs> yeah, That's what I'm saying. Who, won's, who wins?
2: All right, how about that's this? how we going to start off. You don't even have to put your own opinion in there. No, who you
0: don't. Who won the argument? Just that's it. Who won the argument? Oh, we got to go commercial <laughs> in a few minutes. <laughs> I tell you what, think about it. That think is, about that it.
2: That is diplomatic. Because I, I,
3: I
0: want to get Robert I'll in. All right, I want to get Robert in here first. Robert, Kenan Square, you're on uh, BGN Radio.
3: Uh, I'm man calling from Kenna Square. I, I, I got two two top things to talk about today. Number one is how about those Temple Owls, baby? Hey, about right. those Temple Owls? All uh, right. I mean, I did the first. Did, did they play somebody with that type of running game in the beginning of the year, and got showed up? Well, yeah,
0: Army beat them early in, early in the season.
2: Yeah, that's right. They didn't get showed up. They're a good team. Now, what yes. type of bowl do they have a shot at? I, I really don't I believe it's, it's it. the Birmingham Bowl. It should be a. It's a. Cool, Very exciting. Yeah. I, hey, it's, it's something. It's pretty it's good for us. And it's good for Philadelphia. That's right. And number two, your season's over. Thank but you. It's not totally right. over. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I said. And I want to say
3: this
1: uh,
3: Aaron Rodgers' first year's of a he was 4 and 8. His second year, he was 8 and 8. His third year, he went to the Super Bowl. You guys have a plan. You're working on your plan. Relax. Jump off the ice, back in the coaches' back. Give him a shot. Yeah, they could have won a few games if this, if that. But they're making improvements. Let's see about next year and the year after. He's learning and getting his lunch on the interceptions. He'll learn from that, not to do it next year. And he'll get a better running game and a number one receiver. Stop dicking around with these knuckleheads that you got. Hey, man. Hey, I, I,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm I'm especially with that last statement. The mushroom man. The mushroom man is, is telling it like it is. Look, yeah, you know, I'm just, look, I'm trying to, trying to you know, anything to win that argument as far as that's going you on You lost, here. though. It's yeah, no, it's Yeah, I know. Spoiler. It's a, but I do think crazier things have happened here. So sure. I, I
2: will give it look, this week that, just why? to have
0: a little good feel. And then after this, I'm dead. I that's feel it.
2: like it's the go-to is the, well, the Chiefs were one in five last year <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> then a... one ton straight. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we get it. It's yeah. an anomaly.
0: It's why these things yeah. don't happen a lot. On. But I do the Peterson thing. Oh boy, are we going to get to that? Because Philadelphia, I'm going to go off on you probably Ooh. twice during the, the the short hour and a half that we have some time. I tell you what, right now we're going to we'll step away, Larry. Hang on, we got a lot of stuff to get into. Jump Archer, James Elser, BGN Radio, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jump Archer here from BGN Radio, and a lot of people ask me, how do you take your podcast to the next level? How can you do live remotes from different venues? What's the best equipment to use? How do you get started? Well, my friends over at New Media Studios and Trivos have all the answers. It is a complete one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. A top-of-the-line professional studio with unbeatable prices. You can record your own show with an on-site producer. They'll stream it live, and they'll even host your podcast so they can distribute it to iTunes or any other podcast provider. New Media Studios is also the best in the business if you need to take your podcast on the road. They have everything you need to broadcast live from any venue, that you're heading to. And as someone that has been podcasting for over 10 years, New Media Studios takes all my stress away. I don't have to worry about anything but talking into the microphone. So go check them out at newmediarecordingstudios.com. That's newmediarecordingstudios.com.
1: This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
0: You know, it's just been a weird week in Philadelphia to talk Eagles. It just has. And I can't believe that there are some, like, the notion that there are people thinking that Doug Peterson just needs to get the kibosh. Like, he's already, after 11 freaking games, there are people actually talking about this thing like it's a reality. There's rumors about, oh, maybe John Harbaugh's not going to be in Baltimore anymore. Maybe John Gruden will come back. Like, all these different things. He's soft. He's a puppet. He does all this weird stuff, and I don't like it. It makes me feel weird. Like, I, I I, am sick of this crap already. Listen, Chip was arrogant. We didn't like that. Andy lied to us. We didn't like that. Suddenly, Doug actually, like, stands up and is accountable for most of the stuff he does, defends his things. that and He stands right in the fire and explains to us what's going on, and for some reason, that that doesn't work either, and really just say what it is. Say what it is. We don't like losing. It sucks. I get it. But why are we at this point already? We're a bunch of babies. Like, like, I don't understand how in September a lot of this city, regardless of quarterback, because we had our – I mean, I know James and I definitely had our doubts about Doug Peterson coming in. He's the fourth hire. He was definitely the fourth hire between three other guys. That's fine. When you see what he did in September and October – we all loved it. It was great. This football team was winning. They beat Pittsburgh. Everybody got excited. We got excited. And then all of a sudden, the talent caught up to him. And, I, you know, if you really want to be mad at somebody, I'm not saying that he deserves any of it, but if you want to be mad at anybody right now, point the finger at Howard Roseman because there's not enough talent on this football team. And if you really want to go to that extreme, that's really where it should be. Doug Peterson is allowed an offense with nothing on it to be semi-functional with a rookie quarterback and no weapons with an offensive line carousel that just keeps going around and around. Your best weapon is a part-time 33-year-old running back who will never die. Darren Sproles is in the fountain of youth forever, and I don't know how he keeps coming up and doing that stuff. Jordan Matthews, non-existent, guy off the practice squad that doesn't even play, Trey Burton, Splitting out wide. What more can you do to get an offense with what he has in front of him? And I, I, I just don't get it, James. Like, why are we so impatient with what's going through here? Suddenly it's, you know, we're winning the division. We're not. It's a rebuilding year. we're talking about seven different sides of the season where it's just like, just appreciate what's in front of you for now. And if they don't build on top of this and they go 0-6, fire everybody next season. That's it's it's pretty simple to me. So
2: you're saying you love Doug Peterson? I'm
0: saying, <laughs> I'm saying, I don't even know if I like <laughs> no, Doug. I'm with you. But
2: give him more than 11 games you. before you have that conversation. Yeah, it is it is completely outrageous, outrageous to consider you know getting rid of the guy after a year. And don't get me wrong, like the the I I was one of those guys who when I see the name Jim Harbaugh, like excuse me, John Harbaugh or Jim well, for that matter, one. yeah, works. I'll take either. But you know, obviously, it piques your interest because of the Philly connection, because of the history, because he's still a good coach. But it is outrageous to consider only giving Peters a year. It's the types of teams that give guys a year are like the Niners. They give Jim, Jim Tom Sula a year, you know, and maybe Chip a year. We'll see. But <laughs> um, you know, it's just it's a bad look for the franchise first and foremost. I, I don't. It's not going to happen. I, I don't think. Whatever happens over the last five games of the season there is any chance that Doug Peterson is going anywhere after the season. They're not going to get rid of Chip like that and then bring Doug in, make all these statements, and then fire him, especially after a team that was not expected to make the playoffs doesn't make the playoffs. But, but, having said that, there are things that really do worry me about Peterson. I get I get the, yeah, I get oh, the complaints. Like, there is criticism I, to be had.
0: Yes, I'm needs, not
2: saying it's, he's great. And, and, and with your lead-in, with the idea of, oh, he's accountable and stuff, Sure, to a point, but he also seems to double down on awful decisions instead of saying, hey, my bad, I won't do that again. And he did it with the challenge. He, you know, It took him two days on the spot. He says, no, 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 it was the right move. And he gets a chance to think about it. And it's like, all right, you know, my bad. I wouldn't have done it again. I want to see more of that. I want to see more of him admitting mistakes and saying that was a mistake, even if he look, he might know. That that the mistakes he's made weren't mistakes, whether it's the Giants game, whether it's the Dallas game, the stuff we've seen, but I need him to admit the culpability there instead of just doubling down on those
0: decisions. I, and I understand that part of it. And, I, and for some of it, I, I guess I, I don't know what it is, because maybe I just don't care about the press conferences afterwards.
2: I, yeah. I don't care. I think that's where a lot of it comes from, because he does come off, for the most part, as... Semi buffoonish in, you know what I mean? We, for thought the, that is, we knew that the moment he got yeah, here, Tom Brady, I mean, go back to that answer. It is to this day, still the most ridiculous answer I've ever heard in a press conference. What? I mean, that was outrageous to say for that Kansas city game. We didn't want to give the ball back to Tom Brady <laughs> was the most absurd yeah. thing I've ever heard a coach say. And, Man, and I completely look, forgot about yeah, that. Maybe, yeah. maybe he's taking the ball for Andy. I think that was part of it. I think there's a lot going into it. But it does seem like Doug Peterson doesn't really think about how what he is going to say is going to be interpreted by the media and by the fan base. And I think that's a major flaw that he needs to work on. Yeah, I
0: I guess so. But at the the end of the day, aren't we just looking? Don't we all have a bunch of different confirmation biases that we're looking for is like, well, I thought Doug was soft, and I didn't really like him. Oh,
2: oh hey, he's losing. Sure. Now.
0: He's losing. So there, that was the same feeling I had but five we, I weeks mean, beforehand. But
2: look, you're seeing, you're defending him. I mean, you had a feeling of of this guy wasn't going to work. Yeah, I had a sure. feeling this guy wasn't work. I'm willing to give him time. There has been real things where there are real reasons to say this is a problem. It's not like it's just oh, a rookie coach. And you're right; he's gotten a lot out of an offense that that has zero talent outside of their quarterback. No question. But at the same time, like that doesn't excuse the mistakes that we've seen. I agree with
0: that. And especially where the point of okay, you know, he had a chance, he got ahead, people didn't know what they were gonna throw at him, and then it just be at the same time, like how much how much more creative could you really get with this uh, offense? Yeah,
2: that's not my and, issue
0: as much. Yeah, and so maybe some of the decisions during those games, absolutely. We've all talked about yep. that. I've been upset about him. Grandma's been upset about him. We understand that moving forward. And a, and a lot of those things of maybe even the explanation after you afterwards, why you're saying you've taken the field goal, not kicking the field goal. And the other part of this is to well, i w I'll, I'll circle back around to it. But there isn't, there's clearly not the same criticism. And he's not the head coach, and that's probably why. Towards Jim Schwartz as there should be. Jim Schwartz has way more to work with. Way more. Way more, way more, way more, including including Fletcher Cox, who, despite the criticism, is still playing really well. And and and, but by the way, the the, the media whining about him not talking after the game. Give me a break!
2: Oh my god, who cares, dude? What What do you want? <laughs> The NFL doesn't ask him to talk. And then on top of that, like, do you ever, you think in New England, they're like, oh, I want to hear Matt Patricia talk. No, No. like you care about the head coach talking. And later in the week, you'll get to hear from the defensive coordinator. I actually think the fact that people were upset about that shows that there's a bit of an issue with the fact that people look at Schwartz as someone kind of above a defensive coordinator almost.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. They do because they're like, well, because he's the main cog that has kept the Eagles in in games, they've won them games specifically based on that, based on his scheming, his talent, whatever. Uh, but the, it, it's the same loop for both of these guys. It's just, oh, he didn't talk to us, so that means one thing, then it means another. Now now he's a man. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, I thought what Jeff McClain brought up this week was very important to write, and yeah. I thought it was a good article. But at the same time, you, you, go, you go back and you read this thing, and you're know, like, why are we on the puppet thing, though? Why are we talking about mouthpieces and all this other stuff? Sure, we thought that ages ago. That the day he got hired during the coaching search, we thought that. Yeah, and now we we thought that's what they were looking for. Why circle back around to it now, after after some success and development and things that we haven't seen here in three years? I don't know if people understand this, but can you name one Chip Kelly player who is developed into something? Jordan Hicks. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> right. One. Yeah. Well, Adam, Jordan. You can't, say that no, you can't say that about Zach Ertz. You can't say that about
2: Logan. You could, but that's but like sure. kind of a how he picked. That was that first year, so it's hard to really say. No, it's that Jordan Hicks is the guy. That's it.
0: Yeah, and, and so I and I'm not saying that you shouldn't criticize these things. I overreact like crazy during football games. We all do that stuff. And it's weird that we're having this conversation again because I didn't know that we would have to need it after that. You clearly look on what's on the field and go. They just don't have the horses. Yeah. No matter what, this guy deserves
2: more than 11 games for people to to jump. That look, and 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 he's again, he's a rookie head coach. What what rookie head coach isn't going to make mistakes? He'll hopefully he'll learn. You need to at least find out if he's going to learn. I'll be honest with you. Earlier in the season, I I was happier with Doug than I am now. If you had to, if I had to bet my life right now, will Doug Peterson be a good NFL head coach or not? I'd bet no. Like that's where I am. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve the chance for us to find out.
0: I don't know if I'd bet. That's that's where I'm at. I guess that's a problem. Well, having. look, just if I like had there's... to
2: bet, I'm saying. I, I would, I would, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would just stay away I from me, I'd much it. I think I might slide it over to yes.
0: Like, if, wow. I, if it was an absolute, I, I think he's
2: I, a good coach. For what it's worth, I've gone back and forth. There have been times yeah. where I would have said yes this season and times where I would have said no. Right now, I'm on a no.
0: But with the, the point of, of of a lot of this thing is, too, is there's, there is maybe two head coaches that have no flaws. And, and Well, at least on the field. One. Just, well, yeah, Bill Belichick, just Belichick has Belichick. no flaw. I That's was going to include Pete Carroll, Carroll in there, too. I know. It's
2: the other name I would have thought, too. But he, he does have some flaws, at least comparatively. I mean, we've seen I Carroll. think
0: Belichick's thing is in drafting, and nobody pays attention to it because yeah. it's just But he also he gets, always goes but and he, does and then, But
2: then he also gets more out of guys you wouldn't expect him to. So I, I don't know. I think Belichick is, is kind of at the point where he's unfallible.
0: Well, that, yeah, exactly. Like, you're not going to find a, a, a chink in his armor. The, the, for the rest of the league... Now you just have to determine. Okay, is Doug Peterson's flaws? Is his yeah? The it's, the like, challenging, levels. The time it's like levels. It's like levels
2: of mediocrity between all the other coaches. It is.
0: So how much of that weakness overpowers his strengths or or yeah. whatever? Does it's it ne- great point. neutralize that? And if the strengths are better than yeah, like oh for sure. Oh man, here he goes with the dumb challenge on second and eight again, and he's going to win it anyway. But it's not going to matter. But you have to see what that outweighs throughout the rest of the season and into the early next season.
2: And you also have to see that if either he or the organization can find ways to go about mitigating the things that he's bad at.
0: And uh, we'll get into more of that. Plus, we'll break down some Bengals-Eagles. It's BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
1: This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
0: I can't tell you what great joy... That it gives me that Penn State is struggling oh, so badly oh, right now. Oh, yeah. The score might say seven to nothing. Offense is not rolling right now. And I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna get anything going. Yeah, BG... that,
2: that that nothing may stay nothing. Yeah. How nice would that
0: yeah. be? That'd be pretty that'd be pretty nice for, for some folks in yeah. the area. You know who won their,
2: their conference championship today? Temple. <laughs>
0: That's right. That'll circle around and be a big thing. Yes, yes. Uh it is BGN Radio, John Barchard and James Elster, of course, with you hanging out. Until about uh, 9.30, Sean Brace from uh, PhillyInfluencer.com. Yes. going to join us also from Fox 29. Oh, I'm excited
2: about Coming that. Coming around
0: that. So he's going to do some NFL picks with us because somebody, I won't say who, is uh, at a Christmas party tonight. Oh, get a little good. Up already. For, I
2: will, cue the Christian bell. Oh, <laughs> oh. good for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs>
0: so I was thinking, you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty uh, leastful. But more importantly, it is time to get to the NFC Least.
1: The Follies. The Screwballs. And the Screw-Ups. It's BGN Radio's NFC Lease on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
2: Johnny, nice of you to get away from the party talk before I was able to say <laughs> that I don't ever get invited to parties. Well, so, yeah. That's not true. Know, we were invited a, to a party tonight. On, that was a bit. <laughs> and you're telling everyone the truth. <laughs> All right, John, let's get into it. What's going on in the NFC, at least? Uh, why don't we start down in the old nation's capital? Uh,
0: you know what? Uh, Kirk Coupons. That's Kirk Cousins for those <laughs> that don't know what's going on. <laughs> Kirk Coupons might have the worst taste in arts, music, and everything that's going on here. So, first, last year. We find out he's like a major Creed fan, huge which Creed is, fan, which I would say is one step below nip, Nickelback yeah, at this it's, point. Right? You're actually,
2: like, Kenyon Martyr
0: is actually above Kurt <laughs> Coupons in this in this situation here. So then he comes out right like you know you you think about Broadway shows. James is a big Broadway show Love guy. Broadway, I like Broadway a lot. You start thinking of all the main you know Rent and My
2: Han- Fair Lady, hot, and all the, the classics,
0: Hamilton, really hot ticket. Sure. can't get in there. A lot of different stuff, Kurt. Coupons comes out. is like, you know what? I can't wait up to get to a a, a, a Broadway show. Uh, I'm going to go see the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. It's like one of the worst, worst ever plays that you can go see in Broadway. <laughs> I would have accepted Cats. Something else that's going on. You give me Technicolor Dreamcoat, Creed. What's next? The freaking uh, Paul Abdul reunion? I don't know. I don't know what this... I mean, he is such a dork. And, like, the, I, I can't... I am so happy that he's going to stay in this NFC least forever because... I don't know. He's and the make, worst.
2: Make like a trillion dollars. Way a too year many money. Way too so much money. That'll be good. Yeah. Uh, cats also awful. So <laughs> speaking of New York, a little Broadway action, Johnny. What's happening up in uh, in New York? Uh, nothing much here. Just still literally the worst eight and three team
0: ever conceived in the NFL. That's it. I, I just they're, I am waiting for the five game losing streak. Hopefully it starts this weekend.
2: Yeah, I think if you inverse the record, I think they might be the worst three and eight team if they're <laughs> three and it's How bad they are. All right, let's head down to Dallas.
0: Can you believe... I don't know if everybody caught that Thursday night football game. And I know it with Sammy Sleeves and it ended up helping the <laughs> Eagles out anyway because we're on Sammy Sleeves 6-10 and 10 because we want that better draft pick. But you got to be kidding me at this point with the Dallas Cowboy, Dean Blundino in the pocket, best friends thing. They were so... It's just different. The officials just call it different when Dallas is on the field. And honestly... Our old friend Cedric Thornton literally using his meat claws to swipe the face of Sam Bradford when it is clearly a penalty and they're throwing flags when they don't need to. They're not throwing them when they're supposed to. Is Dennis Miller at this point a better hire than Dean Blandino to take care of officiating because I am tired of
2: it. Please intervene, NFL. This is horrible. Yeah, I'd take any former comedian or comedian over Dean Landino at this point. <laughs> yeah. All right, Johnny, let's uh, let's gotta go to our own backyard because, you know, the least, we're part of the least. Listen, I, I know I warmed up and I said it, but
0: honestly, we are the worst. <laughs> we are the worst. We complain about lit- everything. We're complaining about people not talking to us the proper way. We always, oh, Nelson Aguilar, stop. Doug soft. This offense is soft. And then we go on Twitter or Reddit or anything else there on the comment boards and literally poop our pants for 30 minutes to four days on one play, one action, one word, and like we're supposed to be this tough fan base. And literally everybody just, oh, you're soft too. And then we lose our S's all over the internet. We stop. Just stop. Just move just <laughs> breathe and move on to the next thing the eagles aren't great let's see what happens in the next six games it's gonna wrap up the NFC at least.
2: That was good
0: words, yeah right because there. I just like I, it comes to a point where you're just like i understand you are frustrated but the circle of argument that everybody has with each other in this fan base drives me insane insane it's the same thing with the sixers Basically, any team that's losing right now. Thank God for the. By the way, shout out to the Flyers, Flyers. for a four win streak going on here. Yeah. Claude Giroux well, starting to Gir- get into it back
2: from the dead. Uh, and Travis Konecny. I don't I like understand. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm a man. fan. Did you see that pass? But I yet? am a fan Ooh. of Travis Konecny. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that, that fulf- fulfills the Flyers' quotient for the month.
0: Uh, shout out to Shen as well for us <laughs> a <corner> goal today. <laughs> but seriously, like the loop of arguments, we just not even with. Coaches, I understand criticism. I understand wanting just vents. I get all that stuff. We do it here every week. But the circle of arguments we have with each other for four days or five days or six days, like, aren't we, don't you get tired of it at some point? Just like, you know, it's the same thing. We know the wide receivers are bad. Move on. <laughs> like, yeah, yes, we've been talking about it for 11 John, weeks. this is a
2: city where we turn Bryce Treggs and Paul Turner. <laughs> into the second coming and all we want is to see those guys go out there and get a chance that's where it's at
0: man well and, and to it
2: comes from it comes from a, an intense passion Is what I like to say, which which, is great. It comes from that, that we care about the receiver on the practice squad. most fans, most teammates, teams, fan bases don't even know what a practice squad is. All right. And we care about the guys on the practice squad who might be called up. It all comes from that intense passion. But at the same time, I think we do have a tendency to maybe go. It's just the,
0: it's the overkill part that I don't get, you know, it's just the, the constant of that. Like, (laughs) What's going to change from all of that stuff? You know, like we talk about Bryce and Paul Turner, and those names have co- come up millions of times in, in weeks on weeks on weeks. How It's not going to change. They are not picking up the phone to Nate Washington. Like, we can't even have that, so move on. Yeah. Like, it's just like, no, okay, it even- is what it is, and, and that's what and that's what it is. And, and uh, it, what's even worse about this, but, you know, if you had a win against Green Bay. You'd be like, okay, that's it's a very good. different thing. Get that out of your out of your way, and you have the Bengals. But now, <laughs> historically, it's it's been so bad playing the Bengals just in general, especially away.
2: I didn't know you could tie in the NFL. Two thousand eight tie is the is the most famous. You could tie in the wait what? You Can tie in the NFL. Number 5 we'll
0: always love you. <laughs> uh, and before that, do you remember the last the last couple of matchups between the Bengals? I and remember
2: Eagles? the Bob, Bobby Hoying game. I definitely remember that.
0: 1997, 44-42. That's, that's all I got, though. Slinging it back and forth with Boomer Sides yeah. in his last couple the of years. The Bobby
2: ago. Hoying game. The fact that we have a game called the Bobby Hoying game. <laughs> and
0: uh, starting uh, running back, I should say, Bryce Drakes. 2012. I don't remember this game at all. I had to go and look back it up. Bryce
2: Treggs. Thursday. Not Bryce
0: Treggs. Bryce Brown. Bryce (laughs) Brown.
2: Gotcha. You said (laughs) Bryce Bryce
0: Brown starting as your running back in 2012 on a Thursday night game as they got clobbered 34 to 13.
2: Not one that's going to be playing on ESPN Classic. No, no, and I think think. there
0: was actually I think there was another one in there if I remember correctly. Now wasn't Rich Kotite's last football game getting his butt kicked? Against the Bengals. It
2: would be appropriate if that were the case. <laughs> we like, co-tied the Bengals. That would just feel right.
0: I distinctly remember them blowing a lead in that game, too. So if, if anybody knows that, by the way, just as a refresher, 888-729-9494 if you want to get involved. So you're, you're thinking about that, and the most interesting the the first thing that jumps out of out of this matchup is it's it's ginger versus ginger. Yes, we finally have it in yes! the NFL for the first time.
2: Oh, it's so exciting! And the my Cubs... wife's a ginger. It's a very big week for me. <laughs> and it's it's you know, that's what I'm a saying. Daywalker, really. If she if she knew I said a ginger, she'd be really mad. Just like Highlander,
0: there can only be one. <laughs> so this is this is where we're at here. And what what's funny is because when we looked at there was a lot of people. When Carson Wentz first came out, even before he had a snap, that everybody just pointed at him and said, oh, he's Andy Dalton. Or after the Cleveland game, they looked at his base and they were just like, ah, he's Andy Dalton. And it's kind of funny because right now, he and Andy Dalton have pretty similar games. They look pretty similar as far as their technique of throwing, except the the only difference is it took Andy Dalton like five years to become a decent quarterback. Oh, yeah. In this league, you know, he really did force a lot of throws into AJ Green, and why wouldn't you? But he's finally God, come along. Can you
2: imagine and... having an AJ Green for Wentz to oh, force throws too?
0: God, that would be that would be fantastic. I take a
2: Gio Bernard to force throws too.
0: I take Giovanni Bernard on his ACL out, I'll take who's Tyrone
2: Boyd at this point. Oh
0: yeah, and that's and and now that's kind of where it shifted over. So you're not going to have AJ Green. You're not going to have Giovanni Bernard. Andrew Whitworth. Doubtful. Right tackle. I
2: didn't see that. Uh, left tackle.
0: Left tackle. Excuse me. Also, their left guard, whose name is escaping me, I think, is also was did not practice on
2: Friday. Kevin.
0: Uh, G, something with a last name G. <laughs> something that's going through there. Um, last name G. I like that. Or B or something like that. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, Clint Bowling. Really? Clint Bowling. Yeah, yes. Yes, that's right. So, those two guys are already kind of questionable going through here.
2: Kevin Zeitler was the other name ah, of
0: Kevin Zeitler. Nice. You're the old line guy. I You're know. To know I, these
2: I, I, I hey, I got it eventually, right?
0: <laughs> yes, you did. So, again, this is supposed to match up like really perfectly for the Eagles and their offense. And whatever else is, ha- I mean, if the Bengals are dead last in, in almost in in rushing. They have they accumulate a lot of yards on offense but they don't score a lot of points. Again, their wheelhouse. You know, there's well, no running backs. They're already going to be one dimensional, and yet nobody can determine what's going to happen in this football game.
2: No, you can't with
0: this Eagles. Team. Vegas but, doesn't even but know.
2: it's actually, yeah, Vegas doesn't even know. The line started at what Eagles one, and then moved to Bengals one and a yeah. half. So it's it's all over the place. But uh, it's interesting though, because I think this is only because of the AJ Green and Gio Bernard injuries. Potentially a game with a team that might have worse skill players. All right, you know what? Tyler Eifert is better than anyone on the Eagles, but still, like, it's a game where like there's no, actually some true. sort of yeah. like a somewhat of a balance matchup on the skill, which which should be a fun NFL game to watch, right? No skill position players. That's going to be great.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, all backups it sounds it sounds fantastic. And the, again, too, like the the Bengals I don't. I'm, you know,
2: it's PFF, so take it for that for what it's worth. I don't worth. need it for nothing. As yeah, what it is. exactly. Where's Chris yeah. Connersworth? <laughs>
0: Eugene Watkins, Carlos Dunlap, they still are, like, grading high, and I I really don't see how that is is really possible because both of them had double-digit sacks last year, and now they have a combined double-digit sack total numbers, which is they're just not seeing any pressure. Uh, And again, like I said, like, you have uh, Mal Luga and those guys that are in there that are very just perfect. Perfect. They're they're nasty, and they're going to try and throw you off your game, but they're very one-dimensional. You know, they're very downhill guys. It's like having a bunch of slightly healthier Stephen Tulloch's just running around there and just trying to cause for, havoc. forgot
2: about that guy. He hasn't
3: played forever. <laughs> yeah, you remember all I that stuff? I forgot
0: about that it's guy. It's pretty crazy. So, it, you know, you look at all these different factors in here, and it's just like, man, this is, this is really a chance for them to get going. Ryan Matthews probably out again. I would say – Definitely out, by the way. He's out. Yeah, I would say that – Probably go back to Sproles after having a week of of like, okay, he's maybe, depending on the ribs, but I think they come out I and think they it's start both. I too. think
2: it's going to be Smallwood too. I think they have to. I think, look, Doug has to have noticed. All he said is we need to run the ball better and then he comes out and throws it 44 times and runs at 14. I think he's going to make a concerted effort to even force it at times.
0: Well, we'll be back with uh, some more of that, trying to sort out the running back situation. It's BGN Radio right here on 94 WIP.
1: WIP FM HD One Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is PGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We hope that you
0: are, you know, pouring out some uh, good brown stuff into that uh, cocktail oh, glass yeah. yours right now. Maybe you're uh, getting the, the clear stuff out of the freezer. But regardless, we thank you for tuning in Saturday nights, getting you warmed up for the rest of your evening. It is BGN Radio. John Barcher, James Elzer hanging out with you as we're talking Eagles-Bengals at the moment. And I just, you know, I want to go back to that too because I, even with A.J. Green, even with those guys when they were healthy in there, it's amazing how far the Bengals just fell off. Kind of surprising when, hey, guess what? Uh, your two best coordinators eventually leave and go take coaching yeah. jobs. And then there's just, you know, they change philosophies a couple of different times. And it's kind of what you end up with, man. And, yeah, I don't You know, like, why is... I, I, I don't know how that coaching staff is still around at this point. How does you know, Marvin
2: I, Lewis still have yes, a job after losing six straight games. play six zero oh, and six in the playoffs? He's the longest tenured coach in the NFL, other than Jeff Fisher with two different teams. Uh, I mean, it is outrageous how long this get. What is it? Thirteen years? I think he has been the head coach of the Bengals, not when he, do, Can you can you imagine? A head coach in Philadelphia going 13 would never Can you happen. imagine a coach in Philadelphia going five years and keeping his job without winning a playoff game. I mean, it is it is monumental and, and, and underreported and under talked about how this guy still has a job. And, and I would guess this might be the end of it. But you mentioned before, I think they really missed Hugh Jackson a lot.
0: This yeah, year. B- uh, big time. And even though like it, <laughs> it looks real funny what he's doing out there in Cleveland. He's running a lot of odd formations and trying different things. I guess that's what happens when you're running through four different quarterbacks. Yeah,
2: and, and you want to talk about a coach without a lot of talent. I mean...
0: But still, I don't want to get to... I definitely don't want a Marvin Lewis-Doug Peterson trial. That is not in... That is never in my regard of... Tri-
2: <laughs> As in, like, you know...
0: I don't want to... No, like, I don't want him to stick around for three years if he hasn't oh, won a no, playoff game. No, or no, sniffed it or getting into not. it. not. No. That's, that's not what I'm about. But, that's uh, not what
2: we do. In, we, that we will not <laughs> accept that in this city. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, I'm not saying give Doug a chance in that sense at all, not even close to it, but maybe, maybe a little more than 11 games. Let's go to Rashid in North Philly. Rashid, what's going on, bud? Yo, Rashidi, you there, pal? All right, we'll put you on hold real quick. Let's go to our friend, Brother Scott in Barrington. Scott, what's going on, pal?
4: j j Security. Yes! Happy holidays to you and all the listeners. Um, Let's get down to business, fellas. Talk sports now. Be out your way. You how we roll. A couple quick uh Two-part question on tomorrow's game, of course, Eagles versus Bengals. Who's got to have a bigger um, game, running back court or receiving court? Because they're both struggling, and um, Ryan Matthews still out. But I'm going to listen to the answer with that one, fellas. I, I got one more after that, part two. Okay. All right,
2: I would say for that one, personally, I'm going to go with the running backs because I think it's far more likely that you have a chance to have a big game from the running backs. And also, as we mentioned before, Scott, I think this team doesn't win unless they can run the ball at least somewhat effectively.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing too. Only because, like, I don't, I don't think that it doesn't.
2: <laughs> I don't even know if it's possible for the wide receivers to have a good game. That's the how old, bad yeah, they that's are. That's true. And, yeah.
0: and and who knows what's going to come in through there? We don't even know what's going to be the starting lineup for that. Even if you had all Bryce, hands Tregs
2: and Paul Turner on the outside, <laughs> that's what I'm
0: saying. Even if you had all hands on deck with Matthews and Nelson in there, I, the secondary is really good. That's 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 the one part it's about the one the Bengals... part. Yeah. I mean, you know, Drake okay. Kirkpatrick Kirk has had three interceptions. He's
2: legit, but yeah, he's and he, legit, and he wasn't no, the last for the last no, years. So. No, he's having yeah. his best we year in the league. Keep it on the ground is what Free we're saying. Agent at the end of the year, too, yeah. for what it's worth. Mm, uh,
4: uh, come on over to this side. Well, <laughs> yeah, last but, but not least, but I always <laughs> want to say thanks for taking my call I'll be safe out there, by all means. Um, breaking it down up until this game time, what has happened? What happened to the three 0 Eagles team that started at the beginning of the season? Fell that listen to the answer. Peace. peace
3: thank you
0: scott we appreciate it pal a lot uh yeah well that's that's one of the things that is it has the has the defense been exposed
2: i think yes I, I think it's a lot question. of things i think it was a combination of of tape on them i mean look you're a brand new offense a brand new quarterback a brand new defense it takes time for teams to see what you're doing and to best counteract it but I also think there's been a lot of bad luck involved, as we've seen. There have been some bad decisions along the way. And I think, ultimately, that they just weren't that good. It was a 3-0 and start that, you know, two really bad teams at the beginning, and then they beat a Steelers squad without their best player on the road. Steelers team not nearly as good as they are at home. Uh, and I just think all of that kind of, and they, they just got the Steelers. They just got them right. They had the perfect game plan. The Steelers weren't ready for them, and, and it just happened and you don't want to take that away from the Eagles, but I think that it was just a lot of factors between luck, between other teams not knowing what they're doing, this and that, that kind of just led to this this amazing three and start, where it was always going to at some point regress back to the mean.
0: Yeah, and and I can and again it's the same thing that I always think about. I can accept I can accept an overtime Cowboys loss.
2: I can get accepted. You know,
0: you got your head kicked in against Washington. Fine. Loss in Seattle. I'll loss take that. Loss in Seattle. Okay. The Detroit game is just that's where it's. I'm still I'm still there because if you win this game, you're still talking about wild card. You're still talking about playoff picture and the Giants game. I,
2: that, I'm oh, yeah, sorry, that I too. know it was in New yeah. York, but they they had no business losing that game. And and that's again, the they're the worst eight and three team I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah,
0: so I think if it's just I think it's that it's just a combination of everything, just like you were saying. It's not only that it's you know you you're, they get tape on you. I don't know how much time they have to self scout. I don't know how that. How much how, is there a crew that just specifically dedicates looking at your own film and seeing your tendencies Absolutely. and what you are going to doing? Through I, I don't every, think it's a crew. Week?
2: I think that a lot of. I mean, you as a team go through your own film each week in the the individual rooms. Like the linebackers go through the film, looking at the linebacker. You know, it, you know portions of the game, and the the defensive secondary looks at it together. The linemen look at it together. So uh, they all look through the game and self scout and look at that tape, but. Um, you know, I think just for for other teams to have tape on Peterson and what he's doing. I mean, you know, the NFL it really is a matchups game and it really is about schemes in a lot of cases. So, obviously it's executing those schemes, but when teams really have no idea or no basis going into a game to know what you're going to do, it's a huge advantage. It's why you see all these things like, you know, oh, we don't know what quarterback we're going to start this week. Oh, oh we know you know, it, that kind of stuff, even though it's games, it does make a difference because teams do have to prepare for more. So if you don't know what this team is running, you've got a lot more to prepare for heading in.
0: Well, and it's interesting, too, because along with that, and maybe that's part of this the trend that's happening here. I mean, it has been nothing but downhill sacks-wise since the Vikings game. Yeah. It's just do 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 it keeps going down and down and down. So that's why I, I always circle back to Jim Schwartz because, like, at, at what point do you say, okay, Because we can, we obviously, after you look at all 22 and after you see this great stuff that Fran Duffy does, by the way, if you're not following him on Twitter or, or on the Eagles website, you're you're nuts because he breaks everything down. And I think it's, I think it's great. Obviously, you know, there's an Eagle ear in there. Take that into account, but it really, it's
2: really great. He's great at the all 22 and breaking down. And and on Twitter, as you were saying, he puts out those little like clips of, of specific plays and and really does a nice job of breaking it down,
0: which is, which is fantastic. So at some point specifically with Green Bay. And even even just in the past, like there hasn't just been a ton of pressure. Some people are are looking at it, and Aaron Rodgers just said, "You know what? If you guys are going to be very aggressive on defense, then I'm going to get the ball in my hands every yeah. half a seconds. It was tough. Seconds.
2: You could see. I mean, you it know? was it was that was just like boom, 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 boom. You didn't really have a chance in that one. I don't blame them as much for that one, but really look at just the you know every game, whether it's Seattle. I know that you know Russell Wilson is tough, but that Seattle offensive line is is crap. I mean, that is a bad, bad, beat up offensive line and you couldn't do anything against him. It's just it's been a real issue, especially when that's the hallmark of the defense when especially the defense is built on leaving your corners out on an island. If you don't get pressure, you're screwed. Like from the jump, you have no chance
0: and it's and it's not. Yeah, exactly. And so when you're going through, it's the combination of I think not being able to have your main horses, the thing that was supposed to hold this defense together in those front four with the rotation. And we all can look at it and say, okay, Fletcher Cox is still doing his job really well, and they're still keying in on him. But that's also not freeing up any other space between even Benny Logan, who has in recent weeks, earlier on in the season, they were wrecking shop together, yeah. and it hasn't opened up anything Seems for like him. Benny, it hasn't opened up anything for Connor Barwin. Been the same Benny since Curry. he came
2: back. No. And, and, no. and Curry and Barwin just aren't good. I mean, you know, at least Bar- Barwin's not good anymore. Uh, you know, he's just a nice guy. I really like him as a spokesman. We've said it before. He does a lot of awesome, great stuff. I live in Point Breeze. That park that he built matters. Like, it makes a difference in my community. He's not good at football anymore. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, it is what it is. I mean, how many times do we have to see this dude get, you know, take the wrong angle, get blocked in, and a huge play go outside because he miscontained? It happens every single
0: week. I guess I want to say, when can you finally say that about Vinny Curry? It's been three coaching staffs now. <laughs> it's true. It's been he needs more snaps. He needs less snaps. He needs more snaps. And you know, and it's the same. It's the same pattern. At least there's you know there's a little more force in there. There's a, it's a it's a, <laughs> at least you have more than the spin move to get you out of there. You know, Vinny's still a, a great athlete. He can, but but again, it's just like the. The patterns that he takes, like he takes the inside yeah. rather than the outside, or breaks contain a lot of the times. So I wonder at at some point, Jims is going to go, okay, you know what? You, Benny, you and Curry rotate. Means will be in there on the other side. Like just yeah. try something different. He like yours has to. I, I, I understand the continuity of having your defense on there, your offense, a bunch of different things that are going through there. I just think that coaches are really too obsessed with that at some point. And again, we're looking at this thing from the outside, too. We're not at practice there every day. We see a lot of things. We really don't have enough information to make those judgment calls either. But at the same time, like, you're already, I mean, the season's almost pretty much over anyway. Try something different.
2: Well, especially with, I mean, the Vinny part is is the most upsetting because it really did look like all the stars had aligned with this system, with Schwartz coming in. Like, it was like, all right, this is this is Vinny. Like, this is the perfect spot for this guy. And it's actually the worst we've seen him. And it really is disheartening. But getting back to the play of the D-line and criticizing it, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we were talking about Doug a lot this show. Don't you dare tell me that I can't tell if these guys are playing well or not because I never played the position as <laughs> First of all, I played it in high school. Not that that matters, but I never played it in the Varsity. N- I never, Yeah, captain, no less. Uh, I didn't play it in the NFL, so I can't tell that Connor Barwin sucks. Really, dude? I can't tell that Vinny Curry isn't good enough right now. That that was so outrageous to me, and it was such a such a like a uh, you you just don't know, you don't understand. What was?
0: I can't remember because what was the context of that question? Was it the
2: context where people kept asking questions? Hey, why isn't Fletcher Fletcher Cox playing better? Why haven't you gotten pressure? And he's like, Well, if you never played the position, then you know you can't really evaluate it. (laughs) I mean.
0: Semi true. Of
2: course but... it is, but like come on, it's it's true to a point. It's true to the fact that I don't know if the, maybe his technique is perfect or this or that. Right. But I could tell you if can he's tell not he's producing, right. if he's not getting sacks, if he's not getting pressure, if he's missing contain and gives up big plays. I could see that, Doug.
0: Yeah, and and, but, and and that's I guess that's what's frustrating is because we we don't have answers on a lot of those things. Even if we had all of that information, there's still no good way of how to fix it other than going out there and be like, "Uh, Hey, play better. <laughs> you that's know, like, like the,
2: that's like the line for everything, though. Like play better, but you know, I I, I and and look, I think it is partially. Ta- I do think that, I mean, why? Uh, you know what? I blame Schwartz too, though. You know, when you go back to it, like you're talking about. I mean, why is Connor Barron playing 75 percent of the right. snaps this season? You know, why not? Like you said, every time I see Stephen Means out there, at least I see effort. Same with Destiny Vayo. I see effort. I see these guys running towards the ball, trying to make plays. Like, and I'm not saying that Connor Barwin doesn't try or Vinnie Curry doesn't try, but you know what? They're not working. Try something else at this point. Like, do whatever you have to. And again, it goes back to scheme too. I'm sorry, Jim. Blitz more. Be more. You know, at least situationally. Like, do more instead of just saying it's back to the chip thing. My scheme's gonna work. It'll figure itself out. It'll work. It's not working.
0: Right. Well, which, which, which. By the way, every every coach thinks that way. Of
2: course, every coach it's all thinks about that ego way. Ego, in that case, I get that. But still, but like, if you have like
0: I, but that's to your point. I don't know why you have situational pass rusher, rushers who in pass rusher situations are out on the field. That's you know, a great point. If too. you have if you have guys, if you have Vinny and, and Connor and Brandon doing those things constantly on first and second down, then throw the throw a guy with fresh legs. That just d- does nothing but barrel roll, dudes. Just get in there for, yes. for 15 snaps a game, and just roll from there. And that's what's going to be important here. You know, we we say all these things, and that's why it's like, you know, is is Jeremy Hill going to, you know, tear off and have a 110 yard game? I mean, maybe. But, uh, nothing surprises me anymore. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm I'm I know people were like weeks ago were saying, "Dude, where you been?" But now now I'm finally at that point where nothing's going to surprise me about this game. Uh, what uh, and what might be surprising, Sean Brace, Philly Influencer, coming up. NFL picks right uh, or right after this, actually, on BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
1: This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
0: Mr. Sean Brace from uh, phillyinfluencer.com and Fox 29 going to join us in just a second. I just saw (laughs) Dario Saric break some dude's ankles and then pop a a, a 10-footer. It was
2: Jonas Juremko. Oh, my God. He's never going to walk again. Yes. That's how bad it was. Uh,
0: Sixers, uh, hell of an effort uh, tonight into the third quarter. too. not so great of an effort. Penn State. Uh Uh-oh. What are you doing? Uh Uh-oh. Going for a fourth and two from their own 35 and getting
2: stoned. But I thought James Franklin was a good coach.
0: He's not. He's actually bad, (laughs) oddly enough. As we uh, go to our good friend, like I said, from uh, Fox 29. Someone who is not bad. Not bad, but good. Fox 29 (laughs) and from phillyinfluencer.com. It's the one and only. Sean Brace, what's happening, pal?
4: Yeah, gentlemen, how are we doing on this lovely Saturday evening? Uh,
0: There's not, actually, despite uh, it is, you know, championship weekend, there's not enough drama in college football currently, but hopefully that might change in a little bit. Sean, uh, make me less depressed about... This Bengals game because I just I don't know there's there's no juice there's everybody's telling me the season is over, but I don't what, what's including your, me yeah including james <laughs> what's uh what's you what's your feeling overall right now bud Make you less
4: depressed? How about this We're not in Cincinnati where the weather's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's about all I have for you no i I just it, it, it's um it's been a tough one and and I really do feel like it all started with with the loss of Lane Johnson. And I know that, you know, it's not like you can look at the defenses and they're getting after Carson Wentz and sacking them left and right. I just think Doug Peterson calls a different game without Lane Johnson. And I, and I think, you know, you understand those sort of things. Um, so that's where it started. And then Vitae gets in there and he's injured. And the wide receiver court a second time around, you know, when you, get, you start seeing what Carson Wentz is all about, then you're, you, you could press him and make the wide receivers beat you over the top and they can't do it. So – you know, it, it's all making sense right now. What's not making sense is just that effort that they put out there against the, the Packers on Monday Night Football. I mean, I was there; I'm sure you guys were there. That place was rocking. Everybody was ready to go, and they scored 13 points. It was terrible.
2: Yeah, especially you know, after you know. how good they've been at home. Like for that effort yep. on Monday night with that building like that, really surprising.
4: Agreed, agreed. So, uh, John, to be honest with you, tomorrow, and as you put me over, you sent over the spreads. Uh yeah, I'll go ahead and tip you off a little bit. I don't have a good feeling about
0: this.
3: One. <laughs> <laughs> Yay.
0: <laughs> well, with that being said, I mean there's uh there's a there's a whole slate of NFL games we'd like to get into as we get into the NFL picks.
1: It's time to ring the bell. Here come the BGN Radio NFL picks on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
2: All right, fellas. First of all, very excited to have Sean Brace yeah, here, too, Sean. Buddy. Thank you for joining us. This is a this oh, man, is this you, is guys. a treat here. All right, Sean, let's start it off. Uh, a, a game we usually just stick to the NFC NFCs, but since Dallas played on Thursday, we're adding in a a fun game here that does have an influence on the Eagles. As we will be rooting for the Chargers, the Tampa Bay Bucks heading into San Diego, they are a three and a half point dog. Mister Brace, where are you going?
4: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm... <sighs> I'm a big Melvin Gordon guy, mm-hmm. and a lot has to do with him being on my fancy squad. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a big Melvin Gordon guy. I love Phillip Rivers. Tampa Bay was my pick to win the South, uh, you know, and we're kind of getting to that point. But I'm going to ride with San Diego
1: at home on this one. Oh! Ring the bell uh,
0: I I just uh, I, for whatever reason I like the juice that's happening in San Diego you know there's there's not much to I don't know the AFC West is going to be so tough to kind of squeeze in there I, I like what the line is telling me I'm sticking with San Diego here James
2: Oh so you're not ringing the bell didn't didn't Sean take San Diego as well Oh Tampa I mean I'm sorry okay. I'm sorry I'm I was sorry oh, well my <laughs> Uh, I'm going to not ring the bell on John, yes. but I rang it on Sean too. Uh, how about this one from R.J. Bell? Ready? The Chargers in their last eleven home games when favored by more than a field goal. One in ten. How about one that? One in ten against the spread. <laughs> uh, so I uh, I am going to take the Bucks as well. Bucks winners of uh, three straight, a four and one record on the road. I don't think they're that wow. bad. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they're that bad. That and James, defense is
0: starting to come together. Jameis
2: quietly playing really well right yeah, now. Is. So oh, yeah. uh, I, will, I will take the Bucks as well. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to some NFC East action. Let's stick out there on the West Coast as we head to Arizona. Arizona, two and a half point home favorite against Washington. Mr. Barchard uh, start us off I, I don't
0: know why. And I, I know I it, it's, it's telling me just go with Washington because that's what the line is telling you. I, I just can't do it. It's the East to West. I know that Arizona hasn't really come together this season. They're still kind of fighting somewhat for that wild card, so I'm going to take Arizona and in the in their big house. Sean, where are you going in this one?
4: Oh man, I I, I was torn on this because I was kind of in your 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 wheelhouse on this one. I'm gonna, I am, I am going to stick with Arizona as well. I was up in the air. I'm just not a big Kirk Cousins guy. I feel like Washington. You know, I I think the Giants are going to solidify that one wild-card spot, so I feel like that that other wild-card spot is going to be up for grabs and because of Washington. So I'm going to go with Arizona on this one.
2: Ring the bell! Yeah, guys, I I hate to do it. I'm really hoping that Arizona (laughs) can take this one, but – Arizona not good at football that's what I've learned so far this season yes that's uh, true you know uh, w- David Johnson yeah, yes he's really good at football uh Washington playing solid football right now I think Cousins is gonna go in there and get the job done I don't like the pick but I'm gonna take the points there and uh, and I'm gonna feel icky about it all right <laughs> let's head uh, to Pittsburgh as the uh, worst eight and three team in the history of the NFL heads to Pittsburgh the Giants. A six-point dog on the road in Pittsburgh, Mr. Brace. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: I don't think you need to think this one through too much. And I really do feel like the Giants, a lot of people are saying what you guys are saying. Not impressive. I hear it. The bottom line is they're winning football games. They have
2: playmakers. And
4: and I'm going to go with the Giants on this one. I think that they go out to
0: Pittsburgh and win this game outright. Oh <laughs> ring them out! Oh my god outright Sean What are you doing, kid? Oh my goodness. There's listen, <laughs> listen. This is where the slide begins. You can I, I tried to sell myself on Cleveland. I tried to sell myself on Chicago. If you're struggling against those teams, if these this defense really wants to smell Antonio Brown and uh Le'Veon Bell's jock, well I gladly accept that. The the <laughs>
3: <laughs> the
2: Steelers,
0: Steelers are going to crush the Giants. I don't this even know
2: how to respond listen, after that one. Listen. Uh I actually I think the Steelers win, but I'm actually gonna slide with Sean on this one. I think it's a close game. Ooh. I think the Giants come up with like a late touchdown to make it a three. I think Pittsburgh wins, but I think six points a little too many. You know All what? Because the Gi- yeah, and also the Giants have a charm up their butt. You know what I mean? It just <laughs> is what it is. They'll find a way to at least keep it close. And make it interesting. All right, let's do the uh the one that matters. This line been all over the place. Started at uh at mine equals minus one, moved to, uh Bengals minus one half. I'm looking right now, it looks like the Bengals are a two-point favorite as we speak.
0: And there's also places where it's actually shot up to three. Yeah, which, two and a half and
2: some three. So Which tells
0: me that Jordan Matthews is not gonna
2: play. That's what it says. So uh uh Mr. Barcher. Actually, I'm gonna yeah. John, I'm gonna let you finish this one yeah. off. You know what? I'm gonna go first because I, like I haven't that. gone first yet, and uh, I hate to do it. I hate to do it to you, Philadelphia. I hate to do it to myself. I hate to do it to our producer, Mike DeFury. I hate to do it, to John Bartray. I hate to do it to Tom Brace. I just don't feel good about this. I can't feel good about this Eagles team. I can't trust them on the road. I certainly don't like the way that line is swung. I think the Bengals win it by a touchdown. Yeah, I,
0: I, I can't, I can't do it. That's what I'm saying. And I don't, and I'm terrible picking Eagles games this year. Like I'm all. Over the place, I I say yes. I try and mush, and nothing works. So I'm I'm gonna ride with with Cincinnati, minus one, minus two and a half, minus three. I still think they win this football game here, Sean. Yeah,
4: I I look at it like this. I just think that Cincinnati has absolutely nothing to play for but home home games. That's it. That's the only reason why they'll get up. I know the weather is gonna be atrocious tomorrow. I just feel like Cincinnati's gonna step up and get after Carson Wentz, make his day miserable. Will our defensive line show up? Will they get off the bus? Uh, will they actually get after Andy Dalton and make it hard for him? I don't know. Uh, you can't count on them these days. So I hate to do it. It seems like all three of us we're gonna, we're you know we're teaming up and we're going with the trifecta on the
2: Bengals on this one. Oh uh, my goodness! What a well, bummer! I know. Let's, At least uh, Penn State's getting blown out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's fun. Yes, yeah.
0: Now twenty-eight to seven, by the way, Penn Staters. Uh, as that'll wrap up uh, the NFL picks. But Sean, what are you? Uh, what do you got going on uh, website-wise? What's coming up on? Uh, in the weekend when you're doing the the anchoring.
4: Uh well man I appreciate the website doing good com. the boys are working hard over there please check it out and that uh, Fox 29. Man they they messed around and they gave me an opportunity to be on <laughs> morning, morning television. Well, I mean don't uh, don't, don't tell
0: I, them anything. Just keep we keep going as long as the checks are coming, right? Hey
4: Make it till you make it. Or, right. You know whatever they say. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be on bright and early. I'm operating over the weekend. I operate on about three hours total of sleep. What else is um, new? Yeah. I think that's the Sean
2: Brace <laughs> special, right?
4: Yeah. Yes, exactly. No so one hustles I will be, like I'll be on Sean bright Brace. And early at seven a.m. tomorrow morning. Beautiful. Wake up with Fox Twenty Nine. Good
0: day. Yes, we will do that, Sean, and uh, we appreciate it. But we'll have you on again uh, real soon.
4: You guys are the best. Thank you very much. And shout out to BGN Radio, baby, the best. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I love it.
0: Appreciate it. Uh, also since we're plugging stuff, if Ooh. if you want to get up even earlier tonight or just don't want to go to bed, uh yours truly gonna be on the NFL films Whoa! top ten tonight Whoa! on uh, on the NFL network. Only problem is it's on at two AM. Whoa! So uh, <laughs>
2: All right, well if we're if we're plugging stuff. Yours truly will be at home tomorrow watching football, Uh, hanging out with his wife. It's going to be a great day. I'm looking forward to it. Mr. Tafiro, you got anything to plug as well? You know, I feel like I got to plug something that (laughs) I have to do. I'm going to ring the bell. I'm taking the birds, (laughs) baby. There we go. Tom Kelly, anything to plug? plug Anything to plug on the air here?
0: Yeah, you might as well get in here. Uh,
2: put me on the spot. No, I have nothing to plug <laughs> uh, for me personally. Right push up contest. Thanks, oh Wait, you got a push up contest. Temple coming Owls, up. baby. Temple yes. Owls. <laughs> temple Owls.
0: Let's plug the Temple Owls here. Well, well maybe uh maybe Chris and New Hope has something yes. to plug real quick. Chris, what's going on, buddy? How are you?
4: Hey buddy, how you guys doing? Good. Jimmy, you're my man. (laughs) What up, buddy? How are you? Uh, uh, Go out, by the way. But what I want to say was, Jimmy, I've never been more disappointed in my life for you to say that you think the Eagles are going to lose this weekend. That's absolutely horrible.
3: I actually think
4: Jordan Matthews is going to have a big game. This whole entire weekend is going to be a big passing game. It's going to be a big day for him. So you guys say what you want. I just can't believe you even said that, Jimmy. I love it.
0: spirits. I love it. Love it, Chris. We we appreciate You're the you best, Chris. Uh, checking in, but is uh, yeah, this is this is gonna uh, kind of wrap it up here. So give yeah. me give me any random
2: final thoughts, Ooh, here, Mr. random Seltzer. thoughts. <laughs> All right. So first, before a random thought, real quick, you said it there. We said it during the whole thing there. One more shout out to Temple and Matt Rule and everything that they've built there, because again, I graduated for the first time from Temple in two thousand five. And the idea that I would see my team win a conference championship was absolutely ridiculous. And now it has happened. So uh, I'm I'm really appreciative to Matt and, and every you know part of that program. Everyone who's done everything to build it up. Al Golden originally, everything they've done over the past decade to, to build that up. That, that's my thought. It just you know, I'm I'm really I am I feel very proud today as a, a two time graduate of Temple. Yeah, and this
0: is you know it's going to be exciting when they have their own stadium. And you can. Yeah. Maybe you can get a little college football feel in Philadelphia. Maybe a this real a college football nice. program in Philadelphia. Uh, I just one quick random thought. If you're really hungry in the morning and the only place to go is Burger King to eat a, a croissant, don't do it. <laughs> that's that's my goal. That's
2: a good random it's thought It's been BGN right Radio, John
0: Bartu James Seltzer. We really hope we are wrong as the Eagles take it to them. Joe Giglio is next right here on Sports Radio 94
3: WIP. B-A-G-L-E-S,